Welcome to the Business of Beverages, Drinks Industry Insights with Makers, Marketeers and Mischief. Hello and welcome to the Business of Beverages bi-weekly quiz episode where Mr. William P. Keating and myself do battle to see who can figure out the drink that the other person is thinking of first. Presumably all of our long-term listeners tune into this uh, regularly, we don't have to explain the rules, but if we are new, if you have just discovered us, what happens is the first clue is worth five points and then they get progressively easier to the last clue, which is worth one point. So Will, are you ready to start today's quiz? I'm ready, willing and able. Excellent. So, as always, would you like to ask the questions first? Or would you like to answer the questions first? You're so generous. I'm a little bit confusticated about which order I'm going to give my clues in. So I'm going to answer questions first and then work out my, my clues a little bit later. Okay, excellent. So, well, for five points, this brand was originally created in 1887, and it is currently undergoing a massive resurgence thanks to going viral on TikTok. 1887. Brand. Uh, God, what could go viral on TikTok? Pretty, oh, pretty much anything these days. Fanta. Uh, it's it's not Fanta. We have had Fanta on the quiz before, where it was invented in Germany in the nineteen forties and fifties. Oh yes, by yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <Really> problematically, <laughs> very problematic. Yep, at the time. So no, it, it's it's not Fanta. Um, <laughs> all right. So moving swiftly along, for for four points, the brand was originally created by two brothers to capitalize on the fear of illnesses that were brought about as a consequence of the discoveries made by Louis Pasteur. It is made with Bordeaux region wines and macerated liqueur, stirred in oak vats until it's blended. Oh. So some kind of wine-based health drink that has, must have some kind of slightly higher ABV. If it's liqueur mixed with wine, uh, okay. Did you, did you mention anything else? Did you mention fruit in that, sorry? or No, so it's, so it's macerated liqueur. Um, so a blend of macerated liqueurs, orange peel, I think, and... Uh, some bark and I can't remember what the third or fourth one is but there's there's various mixes that can be used in it and the, the macerated liqueurs are the ones that are stirred in the oak vats till it's blended with the Bordeaux region wines I have a funny feeling we've had Fernet Branca before but I'm just going to say Fernet Branca I just we have we have had Fernet Branca before it's Italian it is, isn't it, it? it yeah it's got the coin that bartenders change yeah, over yeah, under, yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm confusing it with the, there is another one what's the there's a French version which is very similar. I don't know. Okay, I got it wrong. Anyway, I've okay. got another clue. Okay, so for three points, most of its success came in the 1920s thanks to its very clever advertising campaigns in its home country of France, but also being served on transatlantic liners and American bartenders using it in fashionable cocktails in high society outlets. Hmm. So you mentioned oranges. I did. Because then I'm thinking, well, we had Grand Marnier, Cointreau. Grand Marnier. Uh, it's not Grand Marnier. I wouldn't get hung up on the orange thing. It's just it's one of many fruits that are macerated liqueurs. Okay. Okay. But, but, well, but, we're, but, we're, but, we're, we're skirting down towards the bottom of the barrel yeah. here. Okay. All right. Uh, originally containing quinine and also... 
It was a Blanc drink when all other aperitifs at the time were red. This is the only one of them that is um, designated to a specific geographic region, which is Bordeaux. So it's, it's actually got an appellation to Bordeaux. I think you have me. I think you have me good and proper. I can't think of a uh blank these are quite difficult clues I'll, i will, I will you did say finishly difficult and i think to be fair um but okay give me give me a moment i i may edit down the thinking time here <laughs> 60 minutes of thinking reduced to one 15 minute episode because uh, listeners love silence dead air did you know that it's referred to as dead air, <laughs> dead air. in in the trade yeah yep um so but thank god they didn't pay good money to listen to this i don't <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna have to take the one pointer okay so for one point so take it take everything you know it's it's french it's from bordeaux it's it's white in color it originally contained quinine it was served in high uh society cocktail bars by american bartenders when it was exported to the point for one point it is an ingredient in James Bond's preferred martini named the Vesper after his love interest. So Ian Fleming mentions it in James Bond's first outing in print in 1953. And it is also mentioned in one of the more recent films starring Daniel Craig, where in the book, I'm going to quote this without mentioning the brand's name, it's preferred martini. So this is how you serve it. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, a half measure of this particular beverage. Shake very well until it's ice cold, then add a large thin slice of lemon peel. Got that? And that was exactly what James Bond sent to the bartender. Although he did, he did obviously mention the brand. Yeah. So. So three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, and a half a measure of this particular beverage. I, I'm not going to get this because all that's in my head is martini, which is which it's not. So. Have I been nilled before? I I, I I don't think so. No, I, th- I think history is about to be made here. <sighs> it's going to kill me. No, hands up. Don't know. All right. So the beverage in question is Lie or Lilet, as ah, other people may pronounce this. Idiot. You idiot. <laughs> I was only talking about it the other day with a neighbor. Did oh. he also see it on TikTok going viral? No, I didn't. Um, uh, this particular neighbor, uh, it must be owned by Perno Ricard because this particular neighbor works for Perno <laughs> Ricard. So, uh, and she mentioned it in passing uh, about options for easy drinks for a barbecue, for a neighborhood barbecue. And she said, Well, I could always get some Lille and work. And I thought, Oh, that sounds great. But I didn't really know what it was. <laughs> now I do. Now you can make yourself a Vesper, a Vesper martini. Absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, great clues. Uh, it, it was difficult, but, but to be fair, it might have been a lot easier if I knew what TikTok was. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I'm just too old. Right. Okay. So this is all you got to do is basically not screw this up. And I, I don't think you'll screw this up uh, at all. Okay. So for five points, when this product was originally launched in the USA, it was publicized by having its megalomaniacal boss driving a tank into Times Square. Okay, that immediately reeks of a BrewDog stunt, but we've had BrewDog on this before, so I don't think that he drove a tank into Times Square. 
I'm trying to think of what megalomaniac bosses own beverage companies. Probably quite a few, actually. Yeah. Um, I was definitely trying to flag Brewdog in your head there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, Good. Good seating. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll stick with Brewdog, even though I know it's wrong. No. Not. Not. Not Brewdog. You. uh, You saw the. You saw the trap, and you walked into it anyway. Um, Okay. But I can tell you that this drink was actually launched in its home market in 1994 and briefly became its market leader before a backlash. A backlash? What kind of backlash would come hot on the heels of something that was launched? Well, I didn't say who the backlash was from. Mm, Hang on a second. No, uh, the year is wrong on this. Uh, But thinking of brands that had a backlash after launch, Guinness Light? No, 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 far too... Mm. Far too. Also, I think it's never drove a tank into the Times Square. <laughs> um, Guinness has had some megalomaniac, <laughs> but that's for another podcast. Okay, <laughs> but I can tell you that when it was launched, it was exclusively served initially in cinemas, trains, and planes. Cinemas, planes, and trains. Ah, uh, so. That screams corporate. Um, mm-hmm. um, did Donald Trump ever launch a wine? I sure listen. Donald Trump fine wines. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Do you know that a buddy of mine, you, you know this guy, um, a, a certain Mr. Palmer. Uh, <laughs> oh, I met him today, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah I bumped into him today, yep. Yeah, so he, he has a Donald Trump belt. He was in a um, shop somewhere and discovered that there was Donald Trump branded belts. And he said, I must buy that. And his wife has forbidden him from wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's not Donald Trump. So you you are con- sort of kind of in the right area. So think of you're right. It is a corporate entity, but it's a corporate entity that has a very famous uh, messianic, almost megalomaniacal type boss. It was launched in the UK, then the US. And if you think of corporates that own cinemas, trains, and airlines, that might help. But I can tell you that when it was launched, it had a 500ml bottle, which was nicknamed the PAMI, because it was said to resemble Pamela Anderson's curves. <laughs> well, the owner sounds delightful. Um, no, that one's thrown me. Um, so originally launched in the UK. Yes. So it's a UK, 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 UK owner, UK company disruptor. Okay. Um, oh, um, the bottle clue has kind of thrown me. Am I on two points or one point at the minute? I've lost track. Uh, I think you're on two points. Give me the, give me the one pointer. I, I think, yeah, give me the one pointer. So when it was discontinued, the founder reflected that its main competitor, Coke, simply tasted better. Virgin Cola. Yes. Was it Virgin Cola? Virgin, yes. yeah. Virgin yeah. Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. A oh. fine victory where 
None of us knew very much. <laughs> As opposed to every other week. Uh, in fairness, uh, Virgin Cola, I, I remember it at the time just thinking, why? But you know, a lot of money was spent and uh, presumably for a while, a lot of money was made. Well, to be honest, if you own your own chain of cinemas, planes and trains, that is quite a captive audience. Yeah. I think it's when he started to colour outside those lines, maybe it ran into difficulty. Yeah, and I think he lost interest in it. Um, a, a lot of the Virgin companies he has uh, minority interests in, and eventually, you know, he wanted to spend time ballooning around the world or chasing space flight. Exactly. So, you know, if a coded company is a, a detractor from your ambitions to get into space, you know, it's ultimately it's probably time to quit it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he looks back, you know, as he orbits the Earth and really regrets how he didn't make it make it stick. Actually, when we had the uh, Defender Fritz Cola on, we should have asked him if he ever wanted to go into space. <laughs> He's far too rational to <laughs> want to waste all that time, energy and effort doing it. Um, but yeah, if, if you haven't listened to our interview with Mirko Wolfweigert from Fritz Cola, which is the success story in Cola for the last 20 years, um, they did everything right. And if you contrast their story versus the Virgin Cola story, there's so many learnings. And uh, I would just take it as a, a brilliant episode to go back and find. Yeah, have a, have a little trawl through our back catalogue. There's bound to be something of interest in there. And give us a little like on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. It does help people find us in the algorithm. But uh, outside of that, Will, good quizzing. Great quizzing. I'll, I'll leave you be. i got to go see if I can borrow uh, Gary Palmer's Donald Trump belt. <laughs> well, I wish you the best of luck with that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at BizBevPod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash BizBevPod. You met Gary today? I did, yeah, uh, Marley Park. Just uh, bumped into him. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I knew the belt story now. <laughs>